Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Struggle Bus. And I am your captain, Chris Sanchez. Today's podcast is inspired by recent events in my life. Um, so let me give you a quick, quick uh, recap of what's been going on the last ten days or so. So, you know, if you guys have been following the podcast or you're familiar with grit fitness and performance and me you know i have two children one soon to be four-year-old and one one-year-old well my daughter who recently just turned one um is in daycare and it is the middle of december which means germs are rampant and they're everywhere and everyone knows this. You send your kid to daycare, and they're going to get sick. And they're going to bring all sorts of shit home to you. You're probably going to get sick, too. Um, so, that happened. She got sick. She had a fever for three straight days. Broke out into a rash. Roseola. If you're not familiar with small kids and their germs, uh, that's basically what it is. It's, it's three days of a high fever with fussiness. Um, inconsolable crying, not sleeping. So that was fun to deal with. It was the second time we had to deal with it. Our son had it. Um, <clears throat> so that lasted, uh, whatever, three, four, five days. She was healthy for a solid, I don't know, three and a half hours. And then she got a cold. And it was uh, a crazy amount of mucus, like more mucus than any one-year-old should ever be able to produce um like an impressively stupid amount so that was fun no sleep on that one again um inconsolable won't sleep unless she's held you know you put her down and she cries immediately so she's basically just like glued to your hip or my wife's hip and then she got over that and she was healthy for i don't know nine minutes and then she I don't know. She's got something. Real raspy voice. And the sleep has been terrible. Last night, um, one of the worst nights of sleep I've ever had in my life. And it was a combination of a lot of things. Baby's not sleeping. My dog is sick, thrown up in the corner of the room. My son's kicking me in the back because he's an active sleeper. And it was rough. It's just, you know, you wake up today and you're just... You're, you don't have it, you know, you're feeling rough, you're, you're feeling bad, um, and I thought I would take this opportunity based on how I'm feeling to talk to you guys about how to approach your training when you have a stretch like this in your life, because it's bound to happen to everyone, um, life's not perfect, and it's gonna throw some curveballs at you, and it's gonna throw some unexpected and unwanted bullshit at you. Uh, and you're gonna have to deal with it. So I thought I would take this opportunity to, you know, share and educate the masses um, to how to how to navigate these rough and, and choppy seas. Um, so, you know, as as always, you know, we start this uh, the podcast. If you guys enjoy, you know, what you're listening to um, and everything that we put out, go and give us a follow on Instagram. You know, at Grit Fitness and Performance. Uh, on TikTok at GritFitPerform or our website, um, leave a, uh, a rating or review. <clears throat> you know, if you guys enjoy the podcast on whatever platform you guys listen to, and then just share it with 
anyone and everyone. Um, so, you know, having gotten all that out of the way, today's podcast is basically how to have a good lift, even though you feel like shit. Um, and like I said, it's going to happen to everyone. It's just a matter of time. But there are things that you can do to navigate um, and still train hard um, without kind of completely falling off the the tracks, so to speak. So we'll go through, um, you know, six six things uh, uh, that I kind of wrote down to help, um, you know, give you the most bang for your buck when it comes to these terrible, awful, don't feel good workouts. So the first thing that you can do um, when you are feeling like a bag of dog shit that's been lit on fire is um, set your expectations and manage your expectations going into your training session or your lift. And what I mean by that is, you know, if if you only got two hours of sleep the night before and you had a, a planned training schedule coming up or a pl- planned training session coming up um, and, you know, your heart is racing because you just walked up a flight of stairs because you're so sleep deprived or, you know, malnourished, dehydrated, whatever it may be, you've got to set your expectations pretty low for that session. Um, and you know, you have to be realistic about what's about to happen. Um, so take me for example, today, um, today is luckily an off day for me in terms of like lifting. So I don't really have to do anything, but had I, had a session kind of planned, um, it would have been a complete dumpster fire. Uh, it would have, it would have been one of those sessions where your warm up feels like, you know, a max effort attempt and you feel sluggish and you feel tight and everything just feels heavy. And you're just like, who turned up the fucking gravity? You know, like it's, it's going to be one of those types of lifts. So before you start your session, you just have to manage your expectations. You have to know going into this, that you are probably not going to set any sort of records. You are probably going to feel, I don't know, lethargic, um, not very energetic, um, unmotivated to do something. And that's okay um, because, you know, you're not at 100%. So you have to learn how to manage these expectations and basically know that today is going to be a punch-the-clock workout. Uh, You're not going to you know, light it up. Um, you're basically going in to do the movements and then go home. And that's basically it. So set your expectations and manage them realistically and appropriately. Um, so, so once you've done that, the next thing that you can do is you can basically take a look at the overall number of sets, reps, uh, and the overall intensity of what you're about to work out with. So you, if you have, let's say, a, a lower body session planned and you had planned to do deadlifts, you know, four sets of five, followed by split squats, three sets of eight, followed by whatever, RDLs, three sets of 10, and then hamstring curls, three sets of 10, and then something else. Um, you know, that normal workout you might have been able to handle when you have, you know, had a good night's sleep or you are properly fueled and hydrated and rested and whatnot, but that might not fly on two hours of sleep or when you're feeling overwhelmed or overstressed. So my advice to you when you're having a day or even a week like this, um, 
decrease the number of sets that you do, the number of reps that you do, or the overall intensity. So, you know, if you have a plan to do four sets, maybe you only do three today. If you had a plan to do five reps, maybe you, you know, knock it down two or three. Um, or maybe you just take a look at the overall intensity. So meaning, you know, if you were going to go and do four sets of five on your deadlift, um, you know, that's probably close to what, 85% of your one rep max. Maybe you keep the four sets of five, but you bump down the intensity and now you're only lifting at 70% of your one rep max. Um, and obviously the, the weight would be a little bit lower and therefore the intensity would be lower as well. Um, this is going to serve you, um, in a couple of ways. It's going to be beneficial because when you're having one of these weeks where you feel like you just got hit by a train, um, your body does not need more, you know, stimulus in the ter in terms of beating it up and lifting weights and exercising. Your body's probably craving recovery at this point. Um, and when you keep the intensity high and when you keep the volume high, all you're going to do is you're going to beat yourself up even more. So your body, which is already starved for sleep, recovery, um, you know, stress management, you're just beating it even further down into the ground. And the result of that might leave you feeling even worse in the short term. Now, maybe long term, it might be beneficial, um, but probably not because you're just going to continue to beat yourself further below that baseline that you were at to begin with. So take a look at the sets, reps and intensity, bump it down a little bit and listen to your body. Okay. You're feeling like crap. It's, it's not time to be a hero. It's time to be smart and think about why you're doing this, you know, long-term. And I'm assuming everyone who's exercising is doing it long-term because they want to live a long, healthy, pain-free life into their golden years. And the way you do that is you train smart when you need to. And this is one of those, you know, opportunities to do so. The next thing that you can do. So typically when, a, a, you know, you're doing a, a training session or a lift, you have your you know, your major lifts, your squats, your deadlifts, your, your bench press. Um, you know, these are the exercises that are multi-joint and they're big compound movements, meaning you have lots of muscles and lots of joints working and moving simultaneously in one given movement. So like a deadlift is a perfect example of this. It's a, a full body exercise. Everything is working legs, you know, hamstrings, butts, butts, uh, <laughs> Uh, hamstrings, butt, back, core, grip, shoulder girdle, like everything is working. Um, these lifts are pretty taxing on your body. They're taxing on your joints. They're taxing on your, on your muscle system, on your muscle system. This, this is what I'm talking about. Like I am, I'm having trouble even focusing just talking right now. This is what the day's been like. Okay. <clears throat> Let me rewind. It's taxing on your, your muscular skeletal system. It's, it's taxing on your joints. It's taxing on your nervous system. So there's a lot going on and it's, you know, you're, you're asking your body to do a lot. So what you can do in these situations when you're, you know, feeling run down is back off a little bit on the bigger compound lifts. 
don't go so hard on your squats. Don't go so hard on your deadlifts, on your bench presses, on your heavy um, military presses or whatever it may be. So back off a little bit on those guys and, you know, decrease the sets, reps, and intensity like we just talked about. And then after that, you can hammer or go a little bit harder with your accessory lifts. So the accessory lifts are kind of like your secondary kind of smaller lifts. So they these might be um, isolation movements that only work one joint at a time, or they're just not as taxing as, you know, some of these more major compound lifts would be. So maybe, um, you know, this could be a whatever offset dumbbell step up, or it could be dumbbell RDLs, or it could be hamstring curls or hip thrusts, um, lifts that aren't going to be super taxing. I'm not saying they're not going to tax you at all, but compared to those big kind of like, you know, major lifts, um, the accessory movements are going to be a little less taxing and therefore you can push it a little bit harder than you would those major lifts. And, you know, I think this is important because like when you're sleep deprived and when you're stressed, overworked, under recovered, um, the risk for injury is increased big time. And the chances to get hurt, I'd be willing to bet are during those bigger, more compound lifts. So during your, your heavy deadlifts, during your heavy squats. So when you back off on those and you push the, I'll call them safer lifts, the accessory lifts, um, just in this context, safer, um, you're going to put yourself in a better position for the long term, as well as um, in the short term for this one particular lift. So back off the main lifts and then kind of get after your smaller accessory lifts and give your body a chance to still work, but, you know, still recover, um, in the long run. So, you know, once you've, you've done this, um, the next thing that you probably should do on days like this and I'm not saying you shouldn't do this all the time, but today, you know, this session would be a fantastic time to really focus on absolutely perfecting and honing in on your form and technique. Because if you've already decreased the weight you're using or you're decreasing the sets or the repetitions that you're performing, um, this is going to be a perfect time to make sure, you know, your technique is flawless. It looks like you should be in, you know, the the NSCA strength and conditioning book on how to perform certain exercises. So making sure, you know, are my lats braced? Um, am I bracing appropriately before I'm about to perform this lower body lift? Um, you know, am I feeling and am I contracting the muscles that I want to be contracting? Um, take this time to perfect these things. Because honestly, when you feel better and you're starting to get after it, you don't want to, you know, reinforce bad habits and then continue to lift, you know, like a ego driven meathead. You want to, you know, place technique and form above all else. And this, you know, especially applies when you're not feeling great, but it also applies all the time. So why not use this time when you're definitely not planning on pushing it to basically refine and practice your technique. It's the perfect opportunity to do so. Um, 
So take those lighter weights, take the lower volumes, and make sure that you're doing those movements and you're doing those exercises with 100% perfect form. Um, and this is still a way to progress things. It's still a way to make sure you're going to maintain your progress. Um, and it's definitely going to increase the overall safety of the lift, which is fantastic because um, you're already tired and you're already stressed and you're at risk for injury a little bit more so. So I think it's just a good idea. Um, but that one kind of applies to pretty much every single day. Um, so now having said all of that, you know, you've decreased your sets, your reps, intensities, your, your hammering, your, uh, you know, accessory lifts, you're making sure your form is really on point. What you can do on days like this is you can modify and you can swap out exercises. So, you know, if you're feeling tired and you've got heavy deadlifts on the schedule or heavy bench press and you're just like, I, I can't do it. Like my, my warm up set feels like a max effort, like personal best. You can modify and you can swap these larger, more compound lifts with something less taxing. So if you have a, you know, heavy barbell bench press on the schedule, maybe you swap that out for a single arm bench press. It's literally half the load. So it's not going to be as challenging or as taxing on you. Um, but you're swapping it for something that you can handle today and you're still training. So it's still good. Um, but like I said, you know, the very first point was manage and kind of set realistic expectations. So, you know, you're not going to break a record. So why even risk trying to push these heavyweights when you just don't have it today? There's nothing wrong with modifying and swapping certain exercises out for other, maybe more joint friendly exercises, or maybe exercises that don't require that much of an external load. So maybe instead of a trap bar deadlift, you do a skater squat, which essentially body weight is plenty for most people when they do a skater squat. It's a very similar movement pattern to a deadlift, like a trap bar deadlift. Um, but you're using, I mean, quite literally, depending on the person, hundreds of pounds less. Um, and it's just going to leave you feeling a little bit fresher. Um, not to say that skater squats or split squats or any type of single leg squat variation isn't challenging, but given the context of how you're feeling today might be a better choice for you. Um, now going along the lines of modifying your workout, you can swap out the entire lift altogether. So, you know, if you had a night like I had last night where, you know, your, your child is crying for, I mean, quite literally two hours, uh, inconsolable. Um, and then your dog is throwing up in the corner of the room and has to be let out multiple times during the night. And your other kid is, you know, having what seems to be like an exorcism in their bed, but they're just a super active sleeper. And then before you know it, it's 3 a.m. You know, if you've had one of those nights and then you go into the next day, and you have a, you know, like a hard lift planned, and you're just like, no, no fucking way. Like, I can't do that today. I am not, I'm not mentally ready to lift weights, physically ready, emotionally ready. Like, no, I'll get crushed. Don't be afraid to swap it out completely with something else. Maybe you do a body weight and mobility circuit for time where it's way less intense. You're not even doing what you had planned 
but you are doing something and you're moving and you're taking your joints through, you know, various ranges of motion um, that they need and that they they want in order to stay healthy in the long run. You know, you get your heart rate elevated a little bit um, in more of a slower kind of cardio-esque fashion, which, by the way, when you're having days like this, um, I tend to be in favor of more cardio, like lower intensity, steady state cardio workouts, because that type of work is going to basically help stimulate your nervous system in a way that's going to help facilitate more of a recovery state. Um, so you're, you're, you're shifting into more of that rest and digest um, state that your, your body really needs at that point. Um, and it's a little bit different than if you were to go and lift weights and be, you know, hardcore about it. That's more of a fight or, you know, fight or flight type of response, um, where your body's jacked up and, you know, it's ready to go and your blood pressure's up and your heart rate's elevated and whatnot. You don't necessarily need that right now. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to do that type of thing when you're, you know, run down, but it might be a better idea to swap it for something a little more cardio-based, um, you know, lower intensity, steady state type stuff, going for a walk, um, riding the assault bike and doing some kind of like easier intervals, whatever it may be. Um, so don't be afraid to just swap out your entire lift completely because at the end of the day, and this is the last point, when you're feeling awful, you have to be happy that you did something because something is always better than nothing. And I've said this a million times on the podcast, but, um, you know, movement is medicine and just being stagnant and skipping something every once in a while, probably a good idea. Um, but at the same time, I think everyone is fully capable of doing something, you know, and picking the lowest hanging fruit, so to speak, going for a walk, um, just doing a simple, you know, stretching routine or foam rolling or whatever it may be. Um, you don't have to skip completely and you should just be happy that you did something, you know. Um, something is never going to be a failed workout. It's never going to, uh, you know, amount to something that you should be, you know, ashamed of um, because you did something and that's awesome. And you should be proud of yourself, especially because you forced yourself to do it when you felt terrible. So hopefully you guys were able to take away something in the last, you know, 23 minutes um, of me kind of rambling here. Hopefully I didn't put anyone to sleep with how I'm talking. Um, I feel like it's uh, I don't have my normal, you know, pep today. But what are you going to do? I feel terrible. So thanks for listening, though. I really appreciate that. Um, so, you know, if you guys enjoyed it, share it and uh, take these tips and, you know, apply them to your next training session. And I will talk to you on the next episode.